Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. I grew up around cars. My dad is a mechanic. And when I was a kid, there'd be a line of broken vehicles in our driveway, just waiting for him on the weekends. All of them American-made, a lot of them trucks. You know, it's Texas. I also have a lot of friends who make trucks in factories out there. So when I think of what an auto manufacturing plant looks like, it don't look like this. We went on like a trolley that kind of reminds you of like Disneyland a little bit. The Tesla factory in Fremont, California, with robots where the long-awaited, much-anticipated Model 3 is being built. It's an electric car that the masses can afford, but at what cost and to whom? So many stories about people getting hurt or what the line looks like, like it was stop and go. KQED reporter Alyssa Jung-Perry teamed up with Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting to evaluate the accuracy of Tesla's latest worker injury numbers. What happens when new tech intersects with old manufacturing? I'm Erica Aguilar. Welcome to The Bay. I read a blog post by a man named Jose Moran, who is a factory worker on the line at Tesla. Moran wrote that blog post on Medium.com in February 2017. Some of the things were really long hours, ergonomic issues. He said like six out of the eight people on, a, on his team were out on, on injury. He said he'd been working at the Fremont plant for four years. Here's a little of what he wrote. Quote, most of my 5,000-plus co-workers work well over 40 hours a week, including excessive mandatory overtime. The hard manual labor we put in to make Tesla successful is done at great risk to our bodies. In that blog, Moran called for the workers at Fremont to form a union with the United Auto Workers. The Guardian picked up on this, and in May 2017, the newspaper wrote about the injuries that sometimes required EMS to be called to the Tesla plant. Uh, this is your emergency. 911, what's the address of the emergency? What is the address there, sir? Uh, 45500 Fremont Boulevard. Is that Tesla Motors? Yes. A workplace advocacy group based in Oakland called WorkSafe published a report that said the injury rate at Tesla's Fremont factory was higher than the auto industry's average rate. Okay, tell me exactly what happened. Yeah, we just got a call that a contractor got, um, I believe it was electrocuted or shocked. 
WorkSafe claimed Tesla had an injury rate of 8.8 and 8.1 per 100 workers for those years. He reported to the guard that his finger is near falling off. Even Tesla's CEO Elon Musk admitted that production got hard for workers in the early years. You said to your team, Mm -hmm. everybody get ready to meet the demand. We're going to be in production hell. Yes. But you didn't expect this kind of production hell, or did you? Um, No, it's worse than I thought. And then things got better. Tesla's worker injury rate fell to what is the auto industry standard of 6.2 injuries per 100 workers. But Alyssa and Will from Reveal say Tesla did some questionable logging to get there. Will Evans and I received internal documents that showed that Injuries were being misclassified, either being marked as personal medical when they're clearly related to work, or they were not being counted for at all. And that's how they have lowered or improved their injury rate? Exactly. We don't really have a true measure. We can only say what Tesla has told us. We interviewed Lori Shelby. She's the new um, head of health and safety, environmental health and safety. Our 2017 data showed that we are at industry average, so we're, we're happy about that. So you spoke to like three dozen Tesla factory workers, you know, both former and current. Tell me about some of them that you spoke to. Yeah, one guy I spoke to was Dennis Cruz. Um, he used to work in the underbody department of the car, so he would grind down metal welds and drill holes and attach metal plates. He started in 2014. It's not uncommon to see an ambulance there couple times a week. When I was carted off via ambulance, they said that they were there probably four four times a week. He's had multiple injuries. So one of them is a very common injury, carpal tunnel syndrome, tendonitis in his elbow, had to get steroid shots. Most recent injury, small chemical fire on the line, he inhaled fumes. Um, it's hard for me to catch my breath. This is the last time he's been on workers' comp, so he's on it right now. And so he ended up actually living in his car by a park not far from Tesla factory. Right there where that gray van is. So I kind of stay there because it's close to the bathroom. And I just go here and go to sleep. I mean, he really believes in Tesla and the company, and he wants to go back even though he's had all these multiple injuries. They promote from within. I can't do that on workers' comp. I can't do that away from the factory. That's why I pushed to go back. I pushed to go back into the fire. So he says, I want to go back. I want to go back to the factory so they can see my worth and how hard I'm working. After the reveal story was published and aired over the weekend, Tesla's officials refuted the news organization's findings. In a statement published online, Tesla said, quote, When we identified some work hours and injuries that had not previously been shared with us by temp agencies prior to the submission of our 2016 OSHA 300 logs, we updated our logs to make them as accurate as possible. There's nothing nefarious about this. We're just trying to be very accurate. Jose Moran's post, he wrote, I often feel like I am working for a company of the future under working conditions of the past. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely feel like there is a culture clash going on, tech versus manufacturing. 
I think that the Bay Area is such a knowledge-based industry. And, you know, this is one of the only manufacturing companies left in the Bay Area, major manufacturing companies. And I think that there's a disconnect sometimes between what it's like to work really long hours at your computer versus working really long hours on a line where you're using your body and literally building a car from scratch. These days, work is more about creating worlds and code and hunched in front of computers rather than building things like real things for the tangible world. I sit at a computer most days. And sometimes I'll complain about my failing eyesight or the migraines. And then I'll think about my dad, his oil-stained fingers and the creaky way he gets up from a chair, his body worn from all those years lying on his back under the belly of a Camaro fixing a fuel leak. In an America where we don't make things anymore, Tesla is one of those few places where old work meets the new work, where Silicon Valley meets Motor City, and where perhaps, as Elon Musk said in a tweet over the weekend, humans are underrated. Elon, part of the thing I heard about the Model 3 is that there's too many robots that maybe- Yeah, yeah, I agree. You you think so too? That maybe you need more people in here working? We do. America Aguilar, you've been listening to The Bay. KQED has some of the best storytelling and the best news in the Bay Area, but it's hard to keep up. Queued Up, hosted by Ryan Levy. It's produced right here out of the KQED studios, and it serves up the best reporting, the best stories that you might have missed throughout the week. Go to Queued Up wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.